Welcome to our GSP Ace of the Day. For those of you listeners hearing this segment for the first time, what you can expect on this show each and every day throughout the 2021 U.S. Open is for me to offer my picks for the selection of matches on any given day in New York, of course. We did a similar exercise through the 2021 Wimbledon, went 29-20 and 20 overall at that event, up 11.61 units. You're always feeling good if you're finishing over 500 in the positives, but our goal for the 2021 U.S. Open to surpass each of those metrics. I think we can win over 60% of our selections. I think we can end over plus 12 units for the event. Of course, each and every day I will come on this show and using the odds offered by our friends at DraftKings, pick through each and every day's money lines, each and every day's over-unders, offer my favorite parlays from the day as well. We'll even throw in a few futures bets here at the start of the tournament. Why are we doing this? A, because it's a lot of fun. Certainly, we all want to make picks. We all think we can select the winners, of course, here at Crack Rackets. We never mind putting a little bit of money in the pockets of our listeners. And, of course, we know you listeners, the most educated, the most well-informed fans of the business. Let's take advantage of that fact. Certainly, it's the final Grand Slam of the year. So, again, each and every day over the next two weeks, expect a GSP Ace of the Day segment to drop on your Great Shot podcast feed somewhere in the early evening, late afternoon, that 3 p.m. to 6 p.m. range, just depending on the matches in any given day. But again, we are certainly looking forward to having fun. And with that in mind, let the action in New York begin. Day one of this 2021 U.S. Open set for Monday should be a fantastic day of men's and women's first round singles action. Of course, we say it each and every time. It's the start of a Grand Slam. But these are the days where you make bank, where you make your money if this is the sort of thing you like to do. Someone who likes to bet on tennis, simply put, there are just so many matches to pick from. And this is early on in the tournament. You know, it's not as level of a playing field. It's not as difficult to find winners across the board. If you're very confident in a couple of favorites, you parlay them together. If you're confident in things such as over-under, three-and-a-half sets for the men, you think it's going to be a straight-set victory. Ditto uh, on the women's side, of course, Spreads in particular, it spreads out minus three and a half game, four and a half games. Uh, you can find all of those things a little bit easier for through the first week. So, of course, we're going to try and build some margin here, get aggressive with some of our selections. With that in mind, let's get to it. First GSP Ace of the Day segment of the 2021 U.S. Open. As always, I'm going to start with my Moneyline picks. I've got one for you today, and I did think about a couple of them. And as always, I will plug if you want to see my entire list of matches I was thinking about, head on over to our website, crackrackets.com. But a bunch of enticing odds in that minus 135 to plus 185 range tomorrow. Anaconia, former quarterfinalist at this event, has been one of the best stories of this 2021 season. She's had so many injuries throughout the course of her young career. Still, I believe, 23, maybe 22 years old. She's back inside the top 100 of the WTA rankings, according, of course, to the advanced metrics at Tennis Abstract's ELO ratings. She's around a top, you know, 60, 70 player in the world right now. She's taken on one of the young rising stars on the WTA Tour, and you can say that about so many players, but certainly Layla Fernandez, who was so strong on the hard courts to start the season, former junior French Open champion as well. 
It's a really fun match. Fun contrast of styles as well. Fernandez, someone who takes the ball early on the rise, can hit all of the shots. Konya, just so much firepower in that backhand in particular. Beautiful. Anyways, Konya's minus 135 tomorrow. It's plus 160 over two and a half sets. To be honest, that match just scares me. So I'm staying away from that one, but I can understand why it would be enticing, particularly for Konya, who was the number one seed and looked dominant in Grand Slam qualifying. I would lean the way of Konya, but I'm staying away from that. Stevens, Keys, both minus 110 tomorrow in their matchup. The over two and a half sets, plus 165. Again, that's a stay away from me. I'd lean Sloan. I test-wise, results-wise, she's been the better of the two. You look in their career on hard court. She's uh, had Madison Key's number, obviously beating her in the U.S. Open final a uh, couple moons ago. But again, stay away from me. I just don't know Kaya Kanepi's form. She, if she's playing as well as she was at the start of the year, she'll beat Putin Seva plus 130 tomorrow. If not, Putin Seva is just such a tricky out. So that's a fun match. Emma Navarro plus 240. I think she's going to beat Christine McHale. I just don't have the huevos to actually make the selection. In terms of the men's side, Kyrgios plus 180 over RBA. I mean, Kyrgios, underdog, round one, US Open. You always like picking that. Martinez plus 185 over Duckworth is interesting. Sam Riffis plus 950. Hold that thought because I'll get to why I think he's actually going to hit on the over under three and a half sets. But I mean, is Grigor playing that well? Sam, who I the former, if you've never heard, US uh, excuse me, NCAA singles champion out of the University of Florida, was playing number two singles this year, but may, has made a semifinal at the challenger level. Very much a tennis chameleon. The better the opponent, the better the Sam. That's a beautiful ball striking match. That's a really, really fun, uh, fun just from a tennis standpoint, certainly uh, one to tune into. I don't know if I have the guts to pull the upset. But all of those things are like, well, you just told me all the bets you're chickening out on, Alex. Are you actually going to pick anything from the money line range? I am. It's Kaya Yuvon minus 115 over Heather Watson. For those of you who don't know about Kaya Yuvon, super, super talented, uh, soon-to-be 21-year-old out of Slovenia. You look at what she's accomplished here this season, trying to get her footing back in on the WTA Tour ranks. She's 18-19 and 19 overall in her last 52 weeks of competition, but 12-8 and 8 on hard courts in the last 52 weeks. You look at... Her runs over that time beats Arcanada last year before bowing out to Conteve in the second round of the U.S. Open. Qualifies for the Australian Open, gets a win at the warm-up event before losing in three to Iga Sviantek. She then beats Kanta, Maya Sharif, before bowing out to eventual finalist Jennifer Brady in the third round. You look at her other results this year. She qualified in Monterey, beat Maria Camilla Osorio Serrano in the first round before having to withdraw. And she's had a bunch of different injuries this year, starting and stopping her. Played a really fun three and three first round match in Cleveland against Daria Kasakina. I really like Kaya Yuvon's firepower. It's a little Belinda Benchichi in that when it's hot, it looks really good. When it's cold, you get a little nervous. But I just think. A, Yvonne's a little bit more fluid in the outer thirds. I do love the way she moves forward, a comfortable volley there. I love the aggression she plays with, plays on her terms. And look, on the flip side, I just don't think Heather Watson's played particularly well of late. You look for Heather Watson, 9-12 and 12, uh, on hard courts in her last 52 weeks, 13-21 and 21 overall in terms of her career at Grand Slams. I don't think she's ever won a, a first-round match, and in fact, she hasn't at the U.S. Open. Uh, she has won quite qualifying matches here in 2018 but each time she's competed she's lost in the first round now she has made second round in Australia before but 
I'm riding the Kaya Yuvan train. I think she's one of the many talented young women on the WTA tour right now. Again, her firepower when she's clicking. And, you know, again, it's been a while since she's gotten a hard court win. It's been since March. But you look for her just overall again over these last 52 weeks. Third round of Wimbledon. Third round of Australian Open. She brings her best in the big events. Give me Kaya Yuvan to knock off Heather Watson in the first round. Minus 115 money line. We're going to put 1.5 units on it to win 1.3. Get us rocking and rolling again. You look at some big numbers for Yuvan. Wins 44, uh, 45% of her return points, 67% of her first serve points on hard courts. You look for Heather Watson over these last 52 weeks. I mean, she struggled on both serves. She's winning only 39% of her second serve points, uh, 57% of her first serve points you look for her overall 42 percent of her return points the numbers say yuvan's been a little bit better the eye test says yuvan's been a little bit better give me kaya yuvan minus 115 1.5 units to win 1.3 and then again i just i don't know if watson has the sort of weapons i think this matches on yuvan's racket and given her level i saw against kasakina i just i do think she's just playing better than heather watson so we'll take her with our first money line selection let's move on now to the over-unders and again there are a bunch of interesting ones given the parity we see right now really on both the men's and women's tours and i went through this in our preview podcast for this 2021 us open you can hear all of them here on this great shot podcast feed but you know close matches is the name of the game there are probably 75 top 50 players right now in the women's game and there have been i think it's 28 different winners in 49 different atp tour events here this season that number may be a little bit off but i know it's it's a high it's over 20 it's certainly north of 25 as well the point being parody is the name of the game and so there's a lot of over-unders to like i've mentioned some of them already konya fernandez plus 160 stevens keys plus 165 kalnina sharif those are both players who have entered the top 100 looked very good this season plus 160 on Putin Seva Kanepi, I already mentioned as well. I think, you know, Halep Georgie. Georgie just won Canada. That said, does anyone compete better than Simona Halep? Plus 165 there. Very, very tempting. The women's match I'm going to go over two and a half sets with Zidanezic Para. 22 of Bernardo Para's 40, uh, last 40 matches have gone three sets. You look beyond that, for Tamara Zidanzik, just doesn't have a lot of hardcore uh, repetitions in her career, doesn't have a lot of hardcore repetitions, particularly on the WTA Tour level. 5-10 and ten in her last 52. She lost first round three sets, Garachova, Chicago, first round Cincinnati to Ostapenko as well. You look for her this season. She has wins on hard courts over Rodianova, Zarazua, Blinkova, also interesting wins in Abu Dhabi. First round win over Jen Brady for a uh, second round win over Layla Fernandez. That Brady win, by the way, she got bageled in the first set. Point being, uh, Bernardo Pera plays everyone close, and I do think this is a match where she's going to have the opportunity to, to attack, excuse me, but I think Tamara Zidancic just... You know, she's a scrapper, and we saw her at the French Open. Her ability, and I think these at these U.S. Open courts on a hard court still as well, to just grind you down, to make matches physical, to make that extra ball, she's going to put a ton of pressure on Para. And so I think this match is your telltale classic, goes three-set match. And so we're going to throw half a unit on it at plus 145 to go over two and a half sets, 0.5 units to yield us 0.72 overall. That's our women's side over on the men's side. 
you know, Kyrgios RBA over three and a half sets. You could see both those guys winning a set, minus 180. Kesmanovic, Rindernesh, same deal, minus 190. Alcaraz, Nori, fantastic match, minus 175. Isner Nakashima, minus 190. I just don't really love the odds on any of those, despite thinking they will all go over three and a half sets. I'm coming back to Rifis Dimitrov, though. Because here's my stat for all of you right now on Grigor Dimitrov. This season, Grigor Dimitrov, 8-5 and five against top 50 opponents. 6-8 and eight against opponents ranked outside the top 50. What am I Now, some of those outside the top 50 losses have been to guys like Karatsev in Australia. He's obviously now inside the top 50. Nori in Miami. He's now inside the top 50. Lloyd Harris is a borderline top 50 guy, as is Ivashka, as is Marcos Girone. But the point being, plays with his food a little bit. Very tennis chameleon-y. Reflects the level of play of his opponent. He probably should have been an all-first-team selection yesterday. And I just think Riffis strikes the ball really well. And I think the pace Dimitrov's going to provide him, the, the cleanliness is the wrong ball, the pureness with which Dimitrov strikes the ball, I think Riffis is going to have opportunities to attack. I think Riffis is going to have opportunities to absorb, redirect that pace, go down the line, be on his front foot. He just gets to the net, quite frankly, keeps Grigor on the back foot. I think Sam steals a set in this match. Now, do I think Grigor ultimately wins? Yeah. I In the end, probably. But I just have a sneaky feeling Sam's a big match player, big time performer, plus 155 is just tempting enough at over three and a half sets. All he's got to do is win one set. I think he can do it. Give me Riffis over three and a half sets in the Dimitrov match, plus 155, 0.5 units to win 0.77. Those are your over-unders on the day. Of course, day one, you think I don't have parlays for you, you are sadly mistaken. Let's go there next. And again, I'm going to try and rapid fire through these because we are going to try and keep these segments always Hopefully around the 10-minute range, if I can keep it under 10, that's great. I'm going to for sure try and shoot for under 20 minutes unless we've got a guest like Max Rothman or Kale Hammond. But for now, here are the parlays I'm going with. Give me Dom Kopfer, who is sneaky. But, you know, he would have been one of my dark horses if he wasn't set to draw a seed in the second round of this event. Give me Kopfer, and I think it's Medvedev is his seed. Give me Kopfer, minus 235 over qualifier Quinton Halise. Now, of course, Quinton Halise, big-hitting Frenchman. He's dangerous. There's no doubt about that. But minus 235 is too light. Kopfer has been rock solid on the ATP level all season long. He has success winning matches at Grand Slams this year. Halise just doesn't have that sort of track record. Give me Kopfer in this match, minus 235. We're going to parlay him with Danielle Collins, minus 400 over Carlos Suarez Navarro. Collins has been one of the five best players on tour since Wimbledon. That is not hyperbole. Look at her record. Speaks to as much. She's won two titles. She's now a top 25 club member. Minus 400 over Suarez Navarro. I feel good about that one. I feel good about Ann Lee tomorrow as well. Minus 240, uh, 95, excuse me, over Kutsova. Lee's just quietly been, you know, going about her business here in this 2021 season. You look for Ann Lee overall now in uh, the WTA rankings. Ann Lee all the way up now uh, to, I believe, number 69 in the rankings. Three off her career high for the 21-year-old. You look for her in the race to the year-end finals. She's currently at number 55. You look 
look at the advanced metrics for Ann Lee. Uh, she is currently number 69 in overall ELO. You look for her in terms of yearly ELO. Ann Lee currently sitting at number 68, 14 and 8 overall, and yet 55 in uh, the, excuse me, race to the year on finals. She's a 78% favorite tomorrow, according to the Tennis Abstract Singles Forecast. Yeah, I feel good with all three of those picks. I really do feel confident. Again, you look for Kutsova, you know, minimal success for her uh, over the past uh, 52 weeks as well. You parlay all three of their money lines together. Cope for minus 235, Collins minus 400, uh, 400, and Lee minus 295. You have plus 138 odds. That feels good. We're going to throw a unit and a half on that to win 2.07. Parlay number two, and why I knew this was my pick, because of course I worked my board and you can find the other parlay options on our website crackrackets.com but I was looking at the board Goff minus 350 over Lynette Muguruza minus 330 over Vekic and those are both shaky because Lynette and Vekic have been playing better of late but that's a bet on Goff and Muguruza I just think they're both destined for the second week at this event Plus Emil Rusevori minus 235 over Kamil Metrzek uh, of Poland you know what the, you want to know what the odds are on that parlay as well also plus 138 when two things are the same you just feel it you're feeling the rhythm you're feeling the day that's a sign from the tennis gods we're locking that one in Goff, Muguruza, Rusevori plus 138 only one unit to win 1.38 on that because again Vekic, Lynette certainly dangerous but I'm feeling good about these day one selections of course every so often particularly early in the tournament you got to keep an eye on the future, right? And that's where I want to end today's Ace of the Day segment. A couple of future selections for all of you as we look at this tournament. And again, I'm not going to go into depth explaining it all. I will talk about it from an odds perspective. If you want to hear why I feel this way about their future chances at this tournament, go check out our Great Shot Podcast preview shows. We covered the top five contenders, top five dark horses, state of American men's and women's tennis, went through the draws, all of that. Here are my futures for you. Barty to win the tournament. She's the prohibitive favorite, world number one, ripped through the western and southern draw. Plus 330 is too high. We're going to throw two units on that to win 6.60. Why are we throwing two units on that? Because the second favorite, the player who's best on hard courts, has been best really over the past three seasons on the WTA Tour, Naomi Osaka. Plus 600 to win the tournament. That's far too high. We're going to throw a unit and a half on that to win nine overall as well. Again, it just does feel like it's going to be one of those two players. If it's not, because it is a WTA event, always expect a little bit of parity. Of course, only two women have made multiple quarterfinals this year. That's Mukova and Barty. Who is the best player through the first third of the season, through that initial hardcourt stretch? In my mind, it was Garbine Muguruza, who at 25-1 to 1 to win this tournament, that's just tempting enough to throw a unit on that. Of course, if she pulls it off, we all end up winners in the end. Let's throw one unit on that to win 25 overall. Those are your super future bets to win the tournament. I, Djokovic minus 145 right now. I liked it at minus 135. Minus 145 is a little high. Just the math doesn't quite work out, especially if you have used your eyes and realized Zverev can challenge him. And it's just a tough first six matches before he would even get to a Medvedev in the final. 
I'm just I'm gonna stay away from those for now. I will say Barty to win her quarter plus one twenty five is madness. So we're throwing a unit on that to win one point two five. Also Daniil Medvedev to win his quarter minus one sixty five. Casper Rudes, his top eight seed, he's in the Dimitrov section. I just think Daniil Medvedev a comfortable favorite to advance minus one sixty five. I'm gonna that's too low. So we're gonna throw three units on that to win one point eight one again. Quick recap of all of our day one selections. Give me Kaya Yuvan minus 115 over Heather Watson, 1.5 units to win 1.3. Give me over two and a half sets in Zedanzik Para, plus 145.5 to win 0.72. Over three and a half sets in Rifus Dimitrov, plus 155.5 to win 0.7. Give me Kofor, Collins, and Ann Lee's money lines parlayed, plus 138, 1.5 units to win 2.07. Give me Goff, Muguruza, and Rusevori. Money lines parlayed plus 138, one unit to win 1.38. Give me Barty to win the tournament, plus 332 units to win 6.6. Give me Osaka to win the tournament, plus 600, 1.5 units to win 9. Muguruza to win the tournament, 1 unit at 25 to 1. We'll also take Barty to win her quarter, plus 125, 1 unit to win 1.25. Medvedev to win his quarter, minus 165, 3 units to win 1.81. Those are your day 1 picks for our GSP Ace of the Day selections of course again we will be back each and every day offer you an update on where our numbers sit through each day selection so of course you can follow we can figure out what is working what isn't working again my guaranteed for you we went 29 and 20 at the 2021 Wimbledon up 11.61 units we can do better than that folks if you have any suggestions any picks you'd like to throw at us at great shot pod as always of course shout out to the super producer Daniel Westoff for the of an editing job he does day in day out daily recaps every day on our mini break podcast feed match of the day previews every day for our patreon subscribers we're ready to rock and roll for this 2021 U.S. Open final Grand Slam of the season here at Crack Rackets. Of course, a shout-out to our friends at Turner Tennis who make this podcast possible. Contact sales at uniquesports.com or call 800-554-3707. But with all that said, for Super Producers Fligner and Westoff, for our friends at Turner, from all of us here at both Crack Rackets and the Tennis Channel Podcast Network, I'm your host, Alex Gruskin. You know what we say. May the odds be ever in your favor. And hey, great shot. See you all tomorrow, everyone.